Hello, everybody. Welcome to the first ever episode, the premiere episode of the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. My name is Ron Pashery. I'm a columnist for TJRWrestling.net. Uh, this is my good friend Aaron Lloyd here on the end, and in the middle, my boy Eric Trambicki. Uh, first thing I'll say is if you're tuning in right now, thank you. For a long time, I thought this was not going to ever be anything more than just an idea, and now it's like an actual thing we're doing, so thank you for making that possible. Um, I'll also say if you've read any of my articles, you know straight away I'm a huge mark for Sasha Banks. If you've never read any of my articles, you now do know that. Um, I will turn it over to my friend Aaron Lloyd. Uh, a lot of people don't like being called a mark, but what in today's current wrestling landscape are you a mark for? The GOAT Kevin Owens at the moment, okay. Sasha Banks, Seth Rollins, and a phenomenal one, AJ Styles, and Dolph Ziggler, and that, that poor man. <laughs> Damn it, Vince. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and we'll, move, we'll move a little bit over to Eric Trimbicki. What do you mark out for, in t- or who do you mark out for in today's wrestling business? I'll keep it to a, a short trifecta. Uh, Seth Rollins, gotta believe in the future. Uh, Aaron hit it right on the head. Kevin Owens, uh, man's a monster. Man's phenomenally talented. He's good on the mic. He's all around. He's perfect. Um, you know, people got us maybe one negative they can say about him. But aside from that, he's gold. Uh, going from him, I'll go to his rival right now, Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose, lunatic. Those, you know, those three: Dean Ambrose, uh, Roman, uh, <laughs> Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins, and uh, Kevin Owens. Those three, you know, you got a great product. Coming so you are part of the lunatic fringe, then. Oh, yeah. You can put that on record that you're oh, part yeah. of. The, okay. So other than <laughs> Sasha Banks, she's not the only one I mark out for. I will also mark out for Seth Rollins. I miss you. Get back soon. I'll mark out for Kevin Owens as well. Um, and Bray Wyatt, uh, I'd have to say. He seems to be, some people love him, some people hate him. I happen to love him. Uh, we just kind of wanted to let you know what we like currently, but none of us just started watching wrestling now. I personally have been watching since the mid-80s, uh, like the WrestleMania 2-3 era. Um, these guys may be a little bit more recent. Aaron, when did you pick up professional um, wrestling? It was casually in 1998, and then in 1999, at the end of the year, that's when I picked it up. It took over my life. So my, <laughs> yeah. So, for so so my, my Mount Rushmore of wrestling is the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, The Undertaker, and Edge. All right, I like Edge. I think he's underrated. How well, about you? When did you pick up wrestling? Going off what Aaron's going with a, a top four. I mean, I picked up picked up on wrestling. I say January '98. I believe that was the uh, first Rumble. Stone Cold Steve Austin won, uh, which Stone Cold I would say is the biggest name in professional wrestling of all time. Uh, the greatest in-ring performer of all time would be my number two. That would be Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels. Uh, number three would be, um, it's got to be Mick Foley. Number four, I would say, um, just thinking currently, I took a hiatus from wrestling, but uh, <laughs> the best thing I've seen in the last four or five years would be CM Punk. Who? Phil Brooks. <laughs> oh, AJ's <Wanted>. husband. <laughs> yes. The guy they chant for almost every week on Raw who's not there. They don't... They Who's not in the UFC yet either? Oh, the guy they always take the signs yes. from the fa- that that guy. That guy. Yeah. yeah, you got it. There, there you go. go. There you go. That guy. All right. So you see, so you guys have been watching for a while. You're a little younger than me. Like I said, I go back to the '80s. Uh, if I go with the Mount Rushmore, my number one, like Aaron, Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, best ring performer of all time, great on the microphone, great character, was a great heel, 
sold better than anybody, you know, stole the show every night, whether he won or lost, it didn't matter. And at the end of his career, he put everybody over, which some guys don't like to do. Number two, I'll take a page from Eric Trambicki's notebook, and I'll go Mick Foley, Mankind, Dude Love, Cactus Jack, number two all time. Gave more of his body, heart, soul, spirit to the business. And Noel. Yeah, he did give her he <laughs> did give us Noel. He also, you know, he gave us those things more than anyone else has before or since. Uh, my number three, greatest intercontinental champion of all time, the macho man Randy Savage. And my number four, fittingly, to represent the four horsemen, would be Ric Flair. Um, you know, that's just a flavor of what we've liked overall in our history of watching wrestling. We're sure some of you have a lot of similar favorites. I'm sure some of you guys like some guys we didn't mention. Um, but with that being said, we'll get into a little bit of the most recent episode of Raw on Monday night. Show opened with, I'm sure, everybody's favorite thing, another Roman Reigns promo. Uh, how did you feel about that opening for the show? Well, the promo was perfect for picking up what happened last week, which was Brock Lesnar attacking Roman Reigns and leave, leaving him laid out. So Roman Reigns, he went straight to the point, called out Brock Lesnar. And then from there, Jericho came out. The, the highlight reel was advertised for, for Lesnar and Heyman to be on. Jericho, he, he did the right thing and tried to get Reigns to go into the highlight reel. And then you get the League of Nations, which is a thing this week, because you know they're... they're <laughs> it's thing, not always. They're a thing every other week. Yeah, here, there. They, they never get acknowledged. Even when they come out one by one, they... Mm -hmm. They never say representing League of Nations, so they're a thing this week, apparently. And um, I thought they did a good job, even though we know they're not threats. They did a good job putting themselves over, talking about how they can possibly win the Royal Rumble match. How Sheamus won the Rumble before, Del Rio won the 40-man Rumble, and then Rusev was the last man left with Reigns last, mm -hmm. last year. And then Jericho, when Vince's Jericho won the entire League of Nations, even though... It's a little bit recycled, and during the PG era, he can't say things that he would normally say. He got some good lines called Seamus Milky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Del Rio is horrible at English. He is. <laughs> and then Rusev talked about, in Russia, he took kids off a bus. Mm-hmm. He well, fought kids for a steak. Yeah, yeah. But that part should just... Uh, and then it led into... <laughs> Not a bad match between the two, which it, right. which it put, which told the story physical, about hard yeah, it's a physical hard hitting match. Physical hard hard match that put the story that either man can win the rumble, and then it had the whole League of Nations on the outside, also trying to put stack the numbers against Reigns. And right. The story was can Reigns overcome just the four on one. So I agree with you on the point that Roman came out and did what he's supposed to do, get right to the point, say who he's after, and get right to it. Not the corny jokes. Laughing at his own jokes, goofing around. He doesn't need to well, do that. That's not That's his thing. thing. It is. You're right. Uh, the other thing that I notice is the best talker in the League of Nations is Wade Barrett. No He worries. was the only guy that never got to touch the microphone. They had bad news for him yesterday. Yeah, they did. They seem to always have bad news for <laughs> they him. They bad news for him. Uh, the only time he got to talk was during the match yelling at Jericho before he got tossed mm. out. Um, and it was a promo for a promo later in the show. Now, how did you feel about the opening? Opening overall, I thought it was good. I thought it led into a different match. You know, Rusev Reigns, it's not something you see every week. So mm -hmm. I like that it wasn't, oh, here's a promo for a match you saw last week. Here's a promo for a match you saw last month. 
Um, one thing, you know, that I think uh, was overlooked, that I think was semi-tease, I like how Jericho took initiative, went in, created a match, made himself, appointed himself special mm -hmm. guest referee. He also and, made him said that he's the one of the three most important people in that match. He did, he did. But the scene, the segment after the show, which is cool, I think they almost teased, like, you know, what if he, you know, he could have, like, a, a big role behind the scenes. Like him and him and Seth, Seth's like, you'll never have that power. And it's like, almost teasing. Like, what if Jericho maybe was, like, planting a, a seed for something else for Jericho in the future? Maybe, maybe they just don't hear what people's feedback on. Maybe if the, th the authority ever goes away, maybe it'll be Chris Jericho <laughs> that, that unseats them. I don't know. He'd be the new commission. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> my, my thing, they did a, the segment, the promo before this Reigns-Rusev match, it was good. But then when it gets to the match... The, Le the League of Nations, like they always do every other week, they look so stupid. Right. Jericho is the referee, and he's acting like any other referee. You know, Reigns outside, you know Sheamus threw him into the barricade. Mm -hmm. And then they act stupid, and they tr they intentionally get themselves thrown out the match. Right. And then Jericho does the worst cartwheel I've seen in my life. Right. <laughs> he did. Um, I've done a worse cartwheel <laughs> in my life. No, I think it was better. Yeah. <laughs> So you saw me do a cartwheel. Yeah, yeah, All right. I think it was one of those flare nights for us. All right. Yeah. Okay, then it could have happened. If it was a flare night, it could have happened. Speaking of Jericho, Eric, you need that outfit. <laughs> no undershirt? Blazer? No undershirt? Blazer? With that, no shirt, with that no bare scarf. chest of yours? Listen, this Philadelphia weather, 19 degrees out. I was going to do it tonight. I just... Yeah. I need frozen chest hair. It wouldn't have been a good look. It's not a good look, and I'm sure it doesn't feel good either. It would have been itchy. You can't, yeah. you can't see yourself with the skin-tight jeans, the bare chest. Oh, I can. I can, just not in this weather. With black cement threes. Mad <laughs> Madness episode two. You just sold them. Mad oh, oh, Madness episode two. You just sold them with the sneakers. There you go. Um, so, ultimately, that promo in the beginning of the show led to the actual highlight reel. Mm -hmm. Roman got invited onto the show. Brock was obviously already on the show. The League of Nations tried to crash the party. Jericho shut them down, saying he wants to keep the show entertaining. We got a taste of Paul Heyman in the highlight reel, which is always a treat, oh, I know, always. for the three of us and probably anybody else watching. Um, as great as everything Paul Heyman does is, I think what sold it for me, well, not sold it, but my favorite part of the whole promo was when Jericho egged him on to the point of Brock coming out, and the second Brock's music hits, Heyman just putting the hand yep. over his face like, I can't believe... You have made this happen to yourself. Sold it. I mean, it was perfect, Heyman. Everybody knew exactly why he was doing it. I popped for it at home. He's gold. Um, he's gold. He's great. But then leads to Roman, Brock having another confrontation. Leads to a few other things. Now, when they actually got to the highlight reel, which was technically the main event of the evening, do you have any thoughts on that? Did you, did you like the way they ended the show? I did. It was a surprising ending. I did like the way they ended the show. What I did like was there's not many interactions between Reigns and Lesnar. Mm -hmm. And then there's probably only been, other than the match, this is probably the third time they've actually had a confrontation. And Reigns finally got, got, got one up on Brock, spearing him. But then here comes... Twice. The, yeah, twice. And then here comes the League of Nations coming down, trying to look legitimate. But then you shock everyone and you bring up the Wyatt family. And the Wyatt family takes out Reigns and they take out Lesnar. At a, at a certain point, I thought that after they beat him down, I thought that when Bray had them in the sister, about to start up, set up Sister Abigail, that Brock was going to 
um, just lift him up in F five right, 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 right after the, right after he kissed him on his forehead. Mm-hmm. But a great booking move by letting Bray Wyatt and the family get one over, and they could look legitimate in the Rumble match. Yeah, and I think that's what they needed to do. Like Bray as a heel doesn't have to look like the strongest guy all the time, but when you, he's big, the three guys behind him are big, and they are a family. They should be intimidating. They should be threatening. They should make it difficult for anybody to get through Bray Wyatt. And I think that was one of the first times you truly saw them as, like, we we own this right now. Yeah. We just took out the two guys. And that's how um, the Wyatt family should have always been booked. Now, where where do you stand on Bray Wyatt and the Wyatt family? I'm becoming more of a fan on Bray's overall skills, his overall performance, week in and week out. Um, you know, I, I think, fat, backtrack a year ago, I was, I think it was going into the Rumble 2015. That's when I was starting to see, you know, his mic skills are getting better. His in-ring work is getting better. There was just something about him initially I couldn't connect with, but he he's a great heel. He's a good now. Deal. Is he? It may not have been you. It may have been somebody else. Was it you that didn't? That sort of soured on him a little bit because he was getting compared to Foley a lot? hundred percent, man. So that was you. That okay. was me, hundred percent. So you compare a guy to Mick Foley and he it's a lot to live up to. hundred percent to me. You can't you can't compare somebody to Mick Foley. It's not so. just that is and again, I didn't know a lot about Husky Harris prior. Mm-hmm. However, it just he didn't have a past career kind of like what Foley had before he was right. mankind. Yeah, he did done a lot. People weren't comparing him necessarily to Foley. It, everyone was comparing him to mankind. Right. So it's like mankind was already developed. Like he's already a character. Mm-hmm. He already was a legend as another name prior. And then you got this guy that's getting developed, and he's goes a couple good vignettes, and he's got this scary vibe about him, and he's hideous. And they right. want to they want to give that you know oh this this is the modern day Foley. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just. It's kind of like, um, I mean, I heard that Michael's been saying lately, like, you know, it's not, you know, any performer out there should want to do something different the minute they start comparing them to somebody. The right. minute Dolph Ziggler is uh, is told, you're the next HBK, mm-hmm. he should, whoa, did I, did I just do a move like HBK? Mm-hmm. Besides the super kick, did I make my entrance like him? Mm-hmm. And that's the minute... You, you should want to make something different. Yeah, I guess there's a point when it's like, if you get to a point where you're compared to one of the greats, you probably have done something right to that point. But then to truly be one of the greats, you, separate yourself you have to do something different that makes you your own guy, and then the next generation will be compared to you. Exactly. And, yeah, Bray, so Bray, he's not the next Mankind. He's hopefully the first Bray Wyatt. Hopefully he gets to keep exploring that character and pushing it further. And I'm glad that it wasn't a situation like, when they go up against Kane and The Undertaker right before Survivor Series. They surround him in the ring. They get thrown around and handled like they were the spirit squad. Oh, and then they lose at Survivor Series. So I think it is a, it's a good move. One, I think, I think WWE has to know. We're all, okay, it's, it's probably two or three guys that can, they're going to win this title at the Royal Rumble. So they have done a good job of bringing a few guys up that make you think, okay, they're a threat. Even maybe not to win the title, like they could be the reason why... Roman doesn't win. They could be the reason why Brock doesn't win. Um, so I think we're all in agreement that at the A story of the show, if you will, the opening and the closing was a pretty solid star for all. I thought the opening promo was a little too long. It could have probably been cut in half. Um, I'll tell you, with that end, end segment, I was hoping for, which used to be like the staple with the go-home show 
before the Rumble. I was almost hoping when, you know, more people came out, is this going to turn into that little tease of a battle royal? Like, I was right, waiting for people to get started and throw it over the top rope. They don't do yeah, that no, no more. No, they did not do that. Um, but they didn't do that last year either. Did they? They didn't? They didn't. No. Oh, I don't remember. I don't, I don't remember, remember either. either. I feel like they haven't done it for like a couple years. I feel like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff just before the Rumble and around the Rumble that, I'm, that I don't remember as clearly as I probably should because of the fact that we were all at the Royal Rumble. This is true. Um, but, okay, so we're all, we're all pretty much in agreement. They, they, they did a good job of setting up kind of the main players for the Royal Rumble on Raw this past week. Maybe what you'd consider a B story would be there was a little bit of Divas action, not a lot, but we got the return of Natty. Natty! We we hadn't seen in a long time. She was seen with Paige, who was last seen taking Natty out backstage. Yeah, they're arch nemesis. They're they're friends. But they're friends now. Paige has done another turn. I thought they got beat. Again? Yeah, she did another turn, and who knows what she's going to be last week. Who who turns more, the Big Show or Paige? Uh, The Big Show. There's a little bit of time difference. He turned turned again. He he took a kid's hand. You see the selfie? He took a selfie. (laughs) selfie. He took a selfie with a lady. Yeah, so he, okay, so he he still has a a slight edge on Paige. Yeah. Um, Outside of that match, which I believe we discussed this, was just nothing more than a commercial for Total Divas. Total Divas. That's all they talked about. Yeah, two-minute match. Bree tried to get over with Brian stuff. Which I hate. Doesn't happen. Does she do the headbutt yet? Not yet. She ain't earning my respect till she's dropping that headbutt. Yeah, she just uh, the closest thing she does is the missile drop kick off the top rope, but the yes kicks. Oh, and she does her scream when she does her. Yeah, the Brie mode. I could do it without that too. And she didn't get a jaw wrench. And Ron, you got to hear your favorite song. On, I, on I did. Last yes, night. I did. Um, another diva's action. We got Becky Lynch against the rarely seen in singles action Tamina. Uh, no That's Sasha Banks. Escorting Team Bad to the ring. Where's Sasha? Um, who knows when she's going to be back? I've heard February. It's very unclear. But Team Bad it's is... Bad. They're not... Yeah, they're bad without Well, Tamina's her. bad. She is. <laughs> Naomi, phenomenal athlete. She's great in the ring. I think she's getting a lot better on the microphone. No. Since she's, you don't think so? No. I think as like a, a bad guy... I can't... I, I think she's I gotten a lot more interesting. Taking her, taking her seriously. You think you do? Yeah, I do. Okay, I, I, I think she's been doing a good, a better job lately. Um, but Becky Lynch, who may be the only true baby face in the Divas division, she beats Tamina. Uh, I think she had a good match, all things considered. She got a lot of uh, crowd reaction. Um, Those leg drops she was doing were pretty decent. The leg drops I are like nice. I like that, the run and drop. I like around different rope. Yeah, I like the top rope transition into the disarmor. Um, but then she challenges Charlotte who's accompanied by her famous daddy, Ric Flair, goads him into granting her a Divas title match at the Rumble, which I'm glad we get a Divas title match. Um, some people have complained about Flair holding her back. Um, and last night he definitely took over at a certain point. Um, do you think that they maybe turned a corner on the Charlotte Flair angle a little bit? Well, let's talk about the Becky Lynch mm-hmm. match. Becky Lynch... She's arguably wearing the top three. Well, I feel the top three women's workers in there are Sasha Banks, Paige, and Becky Lynch. I agree. I, I believe Charlotte is overrated in the ring because of her, her athleticism. Mm-hmm. But um, Becky Lynch, she was gold last night. Is the this is the best thing since the Divas Revolution has started, and and she knew exactly what to do to go Ric Flair 
into taking the spotlight from his daughter exactly. into granting her a title match. So it's, they actually used reality yeah. to make that part yes. of and the Char- story Charlotte on the Charlotte sold it perfectly. Her reaction was everything. Her responses to Becky were perfect. Body body reaction, facial expression, everything was on point. If you notice, it was a small thing. Even when they left and they were heading up the ramp, you can hear Charlotte telling Dad, yeah, what are you the, doing? The whole facial reaction when she was... Upset, she's like, whoa, 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 I just got signed up for this match. She, yeah, she, like, she, man, yo, dad, this isn't want. what I wanted. Yeah. But his his ego, his pride. This match, was... Sunday, uh, this can be this this match to steal the show. It could, if given the right amount. Well, I think Becky Lynch, and you know, if you disagree, tell me. But I think in the absence of Sasha, which we're all disappointed about, I feel like Becky has really come close to filling those shoes. I mean, like I said, she's the only diva's baby face. She puts on a great match when they give her some time to put one on. Her promos have been really good, and she put over the Divas title, which yes. most titles don't seem to get put over the way they need to. Well, that title is the only one that really seems to get put over at times. Mm-hmm. Is the Divas title? Well, at the same time, when you're saying like babyface, I mean Sasha's like she's just love. She's not even really a babyface. Right, she's not. Remember, she's coming they from a stable. They try everything to get us to hate Sasha. They get yeah, they get her terrible difficult. promos just to give you the boor. Yeah, you you're not booing her because boo Sasha. Yeah, she's not getting heel heat. She's it's getting it's booze because they're making booze. Yeah. She's out there dancing. Doing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that doesn't get booed, Eric. No, well that that's probably the <laughs> one that thing. Booty. That's probably the boo, one boo, thing. Boo, boo, boo. That's probably the one thing that doesn't get booed that they you know of the dumb stuff they make her do. Um, I do think though that Becky has done a really good job of filling that spot. Um, I think she has kept. The Divas title maybe a little more relevant than it would have been, and I, I'm really looking forward to her having a great match at the Rumble with Charlotte, um, and I think that bodes well for the Divas division. You know, they get a, a title match on one of the most prominent pay-per-views of the year, uh, hopefully a big audience, um, and you know, I think every title is being defended, which is a good yes, thing. Definitely. A good um, now transitioning from the Divas, we have the. Intercontinental feud, which I know you're a huge fan of, and I know you are as well, of Dean Ambrose against Kevin Owens. I'll first be vocal and match what you said. The Intercontinental title match is what I believe is definitely going to steal the show. I mean... So last last man standing Intercontinental Championship. First time ever. For, first time ever. First time well, ever. It's a, it's a double whammy. So I mean, that's, that, your money's on that being the match that steals the show. Two of my favorite stars right now. You got them in a... I don't want to say unsanctioned match, but through no rules. Right. So I'm getting a hardcore match where you got to beat someone down, and the Rumble's my favorite event of the year. Yeah, and this so, and one thing to add, this isn't just a regular last man standing match. This is for the Intercontinental title. Right. And never before has the Intercontinental title been defended. You have to beat somebody to a 10 count to win the Intercontinental title. Right. Not the world title, the Intercontinental mm-hmm. title. So that's putting more prestige to that belt. Which is good, because it needs it. For yes. a lot of years, there was no prestige to it. Yes. I mean, there was a time, I mean, that is the belt for, like, the wrestling purist. Yes. Yeah. Like, typically, just the it's most the famous worker's guy. Belt. Exactly. The most famous guy gets the world title, but the guy who's the best in the ring, the guy, you know, that's the guy who typically carries the Intercontinental title. Yes. And while a lot of great workers have held the title, they just haven't gotten to do much with it. Yes. And I think this could be a good launch point for... You know, the Intercontinental title may be regaining some prominence. Two great workers, two guys with a long history before they were in WWE of being in hardcore Crazy style matches, matches that's, that's taking a lot of physical abuse. 
Ambrose in that match with Seth Rollins, the ladder match when nothing Seth did would keep Ambrose down. He was even climbing the ladder at the end of that match. I just hope they're allowed to do whatever they want in this match. Cause you think there's any color? You think no. anybody just, gets color? I think in this there's match? gonna be color, but I. There'll be no announce tables left in this match. No. <laughs> None. Who goes through one first? They both go through at the same time. So you're calling that? Yep. Okay. Well, I, I mean, I, w- I wouldn't mind seeing that. I like seeing somebody go through an announce table. I like seeing a twofer where both guys go through yep. the announce table. They both go through one. My favorite one at Mind Games with uh, Mankind and Shawn Michaels going through the announce table together. Um, yeah, that was one of them old uh, announce tables. One of the best, I think, is uh, Michaels got... It was another mind game. It was uh, Good Friends, Better Enemies when Diesel powerbombed uh, Michaels through that one table. I believe so. Because it just, like, they didn't move nothing. <laughs> yeah, they didn't move nothing. Like, it, was like, it was like monitors, this, that. Michaels, hey, how's your back? People, boop. Yeah, so whatever you hit, like you're hitting. We're yeah. not, not going to take too much precaution. Yeah, it's not, let's take the lid off. Let's move this. Oh, Michael, here's your, here's your notebook. Hold yeah. this. You're up. You're down. Yeah, so the Intercont- another thing I believe we all like about this Intercontinental title feud is both guys have been getting time at the commentary table to kind of put themselves over, build the feud, build the match. And build again, the character. Yeah, ra- and raise the, the stakes for the title. Owens is going on. Yeah, both guys yeah. are great Go. on the microphone and in commentary. Um, Owens, you know, with his berating of Michael, his berating, you know, his berating of, of Byron. Uh, yeah, Byron's just a little too much of a nerd. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's been doing that since day one of him. It's, but it's, it's, it's always been, been gold. Yeah, it's been a well-built feud. Um, that's another match that yeah, I think it could steal the show as well. Um, great match, two great performers, and I don't know if we'll see a title change or not. We will. But, <laughs> but I do know that that will be a great match. It'll be a match people are talking about the next day, and you know it might be an early candidate for match of the year, similar to... The World Heavyweight Championship match at last year's Rumble. I mean, it was what the first big match of the year, and mm-hmm. it kind of stood the test. I, everyone says that. If, if it's not, yeah, if it's that's not your match of the year, if that's not your match <laughs> yeah. of the year for last year, it's in your top three. Right, exactly. Um, now, one last thing, maybe from Raw, is the New Day holding their. Are you Mo- going to be okay? Moment of silence for Francesca. Francesca. They held a memorial service for Francesca. Um, I don't know if we'll see another trombone with the New Day again. I Right now, I, I miss Francesca. No, no, I can see uh, Xavier's going to make a, a switch to harmonica. <laughs> see, you see him just going a whole new instrument. Harmonica. Okay, well, speaking of Xavier. Is, it, is Biggie going to eat it? He might. <laughs> well, he, he can't get the, uh, the pitch pipe. He can't get a pitch pipe to work. The kazoo? Yeah. Does that mean he's going to eat it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Our own resident, Biggie Big Langston over here. Um, yeah, but speaking of the New Day and Xavier specifically, um, he doesn't get a chance to do much in the ring. He pretty much is almost exclusively on the microphone and the trombone. Well, I don't... He's gold. He is. He's gold. And I quote... Mm-hmm. And I quote the great Xavier Woods. What are you doing in Jericho? <laughs> Eat hella Chipotle and poop in Jericho back. <laughs> Which Gold. is a great line. Gold. He referred to Jay-Z as a great American po- a great a- yeah, a great American poet. Also, awesome. which which he is. He he called it you know, he called it what it is. <laughs> Jay-Z is a great American poet. But Xavier to me and I've only made this comparison once before and the person thought I was crazy. 
But I, I look at Xavier Woods like he is a kind of a young Paul Heyman in that he can get under your skin. Whoever he's out there with is irritated to no end by him. People love, you know, love to see him get thrown through a table. And when he's at ringside, he's always in character, always working. You see Heyman out there for a Lesnar match. He's always, you know, into the one-two count. He's always, you know, wiping the sweat off his head. Or, you know, the oh, the oh my God face when <laughs> Brock. Oh the lost art. It is, and not not enough people do it. But I, I think Xavier is a, he's a brilliant guy. So, so what you're saying is his trombone was a young Paul Heyman's cell phone. Cell phone. Yes, exactly. That's a great comparison. See, I should have used that myself. And I think his James Brown hair was the Paul Heyman ponytail through the baseball cap. That, that's the look Eric was going for today. <laughs> Yeah, well, the new day's great. I think we'll all agree to that. Um, right. We were at the Rumble last year when people didn't think they were so great. Boot up the building. Yeah. We were, Aaron and I were at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn, where the New Day was not even on the show or in the building, but there were New Day chants the throughout the day. day. That one guy was cutting New Day promos in I, the I line. I got to post that on the page. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you do. I still have um, it. Every chant, well, I wouldn't say everyone, but a lot of chants throughout the night were in the chant, the, the tone of the the New Day chant. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, they're... Madness. Matt, madness. <laughs> we, but yeah, so the New Day. I, I think there's sometimes when they're in a little bit of danger of being too silly and non-threatening. Right before uh, he whose name shall not be mentioned, John Cena, went out, to film his TV show. We have a swear jar. We do. And I, I put the first dollar in there. John Cena counts as a swear. <laughs> they going to buy Eric a spinner belt. <laughs> he is going to get a spinner yeah. belt, I think. But he's gonna, he wants it because of punk, not No, we're going to make sure we put Cena on it. Yeah, we should. We should buy him a spinner yeah. belt, a Cena spinner belt. Would you accept it? Yeah, I can just take the nameplate off. All right. Well, all right. Well, I'll, that, I'll accept it. Well, that just blew up in our face. Yeah. But... The, the New Day, John Cena, that's my second dollar in the jar, but he said that they needed to be more serious. And Ziggler came out to take the U.S. Open title challenge, and the New Day drags him out of the back, his lifeless body out of the back, and Xavier, as only he could, says, is this serious enough for you? Almost like a villainy like the Joker. It was gold. It, it, was. Was, it was. You know what? And that they left Paul all Heyman those guys. Ass. Yeah, and they that left was. all those guys laying in the ring. When the match was over, and then they kind of just never went back to that. And the Dudleys, it was yeah. three of them standing and four of them down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was the Dudleys. That Ziggler, was like, and, yeah, that was really Cena. like uh, you know. It's funny when you make that comparison. It reminds you of like uh, Paul Heyman's promo or commentary when uh, the invasion happened. Mm-hmm. Feeling this moment, like it was just like it was definitely very sinister very evil and it's just it's a shame they can't couldn't keep that momentum going exactly and I wish they would have been able to um, especially for Big E's sake oh yeah <laughs> especially yeah I'm sorry about that um, yeah, but Big, Xavier puts Big E over quite a bit as the, the muscle of the group oh yeah he always has Xavier That's he always, always has Big E stand in for him when he has when he actually has the yeah he, he'll get you excited I'm ready to go I'm ready to go Let's, you, you want me you want me you want me it's well, I gotta defend the podcast. <laughs> yeah, you do have to defend the podcast from outside intruders. Um, last thing on Raw, um, you know, this was obviously the go home show for the Royal Rumble pay per view. Um, 
they build up the League of Nations a little bit. They build up the Wyatts a lot. You know, Roman got to get over on Brock a little bit for once. Do you think they did a good job of setting up the Royal Rumble? Yeah, they did. They had people that we that we know, we know they're not going to win, but they had they made people believe that these guys can win. They made an argument that the entire League of Nations can win. Right. They made an argument that Bray Wyatt can win because he has the family. They made an argument that Roman Reigns can beat Brock Lesnar down. Right. So they made a perf they made a perfect argument against it. So we'll see Sunday what happens. Right now, Eric, as far as the the setup for the Royal Rumble, did Raw do its job on Monday night? Exactly. They left it with a perfect mysterious vibe. You saw Brock get beat down, which is rare. The show ends with him down. Roman looks strong against him. There no one was thinking about Bray attacking Brock. We got to see that. And Everyone's also wondering where Jericho went because he could have just came out and threw everyone over the top rope. So I mean, I'm still waiting for him to just come in. Right. Wait. Well, it's gonna. It's. It eventually he is gonna be in there. Um. So again, that's the last thing about Raw. We're gonna transition a little bit into the Royal Rumble, but real quick, just want to give a shout out to our very first gracious sponsor, local Philadelphia area author Dennis McGee. His great book covered in Delco. Uh, it's probably going to be in movie theaters relatively soon. Um, it's a book about a group of high school seniors in the 1990s, an era I'm very familiar with. I went to high school during that time. These guys were definitely not in high school during the 1990s. Uh, but it's about growing up during that time. It's about the decisions you make that may take you down a road you're not quite ready to go down and the consequences of those decisions. This book is available on Amazon.com and also through the Barnes & Noble website. So pick it up while you have a chance. Like I said, it's going to be a hit movie one day soon. Uh, so thank you again, Dennis McGee, for being a gracious sponsor of our show. Now, the Royal Rumble pay-per-view this Sunday. We're going to do a little you know, prediction on each match. We have five matches that have been announced so far. I don't know if they're going to add any more, but there's kind of nothing we can do about that right now. For, we have the first match, New Day versus the Usos for the tag team title. We have Charlotte with her daddy, Ric Flair, against Becky Lynch for the Divas title. We have Alberto Del Rio against Kalisto for the U.S. title. Dean Ambrose, as we mentioned, defending his Intercontinental title against Kevin Owens. And the main event, obviously, the Royal Rumble match for the first time ever, the champion is defending the WWE World Heavyweight Championship against 29 other men. So we will start with our tag team title, New Day and the Usos. We all love the New Day. I believe we all want to see them hold those Copper Penny tag titles as long as possible. The phone posit? Yeah. <laughs> what do we see? Do we see a title change in the tag team title match at the Royal Rumble? Um, I don't think so. I think the New Day retains... Honestly, have you heard the Usos' reaction? They get booed now. Yeah. And I don't see any reason to take the belts off the New Day until a certain team comes. Right. Well, yeah, they're they're kind of better for that belt than anybody else is going to be. I'm going to agree with that. New, New Day's got to keep the belts. I mean, you figure, if I'm correct, Rumble last year was their first pay-per-view. They formed before the Rumble, but they, they got to retain those belts there. 
it doesn't make no sense to take them off, or at least to the Usos. No, no knock to them. Yeah. No, there'd be no credibility to take them They're not off. doing anything for the tag yeah. title by holding them again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I'm in agreement. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and predict, you know, on a limb, that the New Day beat the Usos, retain the tag team titles on Sunday, and hopefully we get to see them defend them again, you know, at the next two pay-per-views. Second match, Divas title, Charlotte against Becky Lynch. Is there any so Becky Lynch is the one out of the four horsewomen who didn't get a run with the NXT women's title. Does she get a shot at getting a run with the WWE Divas title? Not now. It's not no? the time yet. She's gonna job out. So you think Charlotte definitely Charlotte retains. Aaron? I think Charlotte retains as well, but um I think this fuse on lead into fast lane. <clears throat> we could probably see maybe somebody inserted like Paige, and then that could lead you into WrestleMania time when Sasha Banks can take the spotlight. Okay, I mean I could see that. I also think I think Charlotte's gonna win. I think it's gonna be a case of Rick somehow plays a hand in the finish of this match. Whether <coughs> Becky wins by DQ, I think something happens where DQ Rick or Flair. Screwdriver, I could definitely yeah, say. It's I definitely... think I think Rick Flair has a hand in this match one way or the other, but Charlotte, regardless, will be walking out with that Divas title on Monday Night Raw next week. Now that I think about it, I can kind of see Rick doing something to cause Charlotte to match inadvertently. So you think there is a chance Becky walks out of there with the Divas title? There's a slim chance I think she leaves, because Rick got her into this match. Against her will. She yeah. did not want so the he match. may try a little too, too much to, to help her retain the title, but there's a slim chance I think that Maybe Becky can leave with the title. Not gonna happen. But I don't think she'll keep it into WrestleMania. I think so, it'll be a, it'll be switched back at Fastlane. So just yeah. a little clarification: Are you predicting Becky to win, or you just Charlotte. think she can? Okay, so we're all unanimous that Charlotte wins this match. Brings us into the third match: the U.S. title match, Del Rio and Callisto. What do we think? Del Rio. There's been a title change already with this thing. Del Rio. Del Rio. So he holds on to it. Del Rio keeps it. Del Rio keeps it. going to get his head kicked off. He, I think... Del Rio's going to look strong. He's going to go in a rumble. He's going to be the only champion walking into the rumble, you know, with the belt, aside from... Uh, yeah, that makes some sense. In. He's going to be guaranteed... He's going to leave the rumble, two matches, still a champ. I think also, Del Rio, I think it's the one bone they could kind of throw to the League of Nations, like, you guys have something. And I think a heel with the... U.S. title is always They also good. have the King of the Ring. Oh, that's Who? true. Yeah, I guess Who? everybody forgot about that. Who? I'm afraid I got some bad news. They <laughs> got bad news. I'm afraid I've got some bad news. Afraid I've got some bad news. Yeah, so we're, we're all in agreement. U.S. title stays around the waist of Alberto Del Rio, formerly of Mex America, which I guess they seceded. I don't know what happened. It might have been a civil war. I'm not sure. I think Zeb Coulter's just doing through some uh, little more uh, <laughs> physical rehab. Yes. Well, the last singles match of the evening. The highlight of the night. The, yes. The highly anticipated last man standing match for the Intercontinental Championship between Kevin Owens and Dean Ambrose. Aaron, you mentioned earlier you're predicting a title change. He's standing by that prediction. Yep. Kevin Owens. You do. So... I know you also think Kevin Owens. You think he he plays the part of the Intercontinental Champion yes. better than most. He has he shows some reverence to the belt. Yes, and that he shows that he needs it. Right. 
He's a prize fighter, Michael. Mine. That's his prize. Yes, I mean, uh, okay. So you think Kevin Owens yeah. takes the belt back? He needs the belt more than Ambrose. Okay, I, that, that Ambrose could be true too. I mean, Ambrose does, is one of the. A lot of people have compared him to Roddy Piper recently, and that's what they say about Piper. He he didn't need the belt. Like the the belt, he would have done more for the belt than the belt would have done for him. And so you're predicting a Kevin Owens yes. win. How about yourself, Eric? I know you're an Ambrose guy. I'd, ra- I'd rather see Ambrose dangling in the belt a little longer. I would like to see this feud go to Mania and Kevin Owens yank the belt then. Or let's make Fastlane even a bigger show. Let's, let's see a rubber match there and let's see, let's see Owens leave with it then. You know, maybe a hardcore match, maybe another ladder match, maybe, I don't know, something. But... No, I, I, it's gonna be a title change. Rumble, Rumble. Uh, Kevin Owens is gonna leave with it. Kevin Owens will see him on Monday. He'll have the Intercontinental Title back around his shoulder. He'll be happy. He'll be smiling. I mean, I could see it. I could see it either way. I personally am not predicting a title change. I think that Ambrose has a little bit more to do still as the Intercontinental Champion. <coughs> I think that they like having a belt on him for some reason. And I think Kevin Owens has a little bit, I don't know, he's getting elevated, I think, a little bit because of the injuries. He's going to get put in a spot he probably wasn't supposed to get put in two months ago. But I think he's more effective in the spot he's going to get put in without the Intercontinental Championship. I don't think that will play a part in his next story going forward, which I'll get into when we discuss our WrestleMania card predictions later on in the show. Well, before going into that, I think just if you go over the Rumble card, you got five titles on the line. Mm-hmm. Obviously, uh, we'll get into our prediction for the last one, but within those four titles, the consensus, you know, the first three titles, we don't see them changing. Right. So that's why I'm definitely going to go with Intercontinental titles. So you're change. figuring that there's going to be at least two titles. I'm not titles saying it's a math thing, but I'm just thinking I, I see titles going to change. The other titles that are not in the Rumble match, I don't see them changing. I, I, one of them is going to change. Well, it makes the most sense to be honest. I mean, I'm clearly in the minority on believing the Intercontinental title stays around Dean Ambrose. Remains to be seen. I think Dean Ambrose is a tough guy to beat in a last man standing match. And I kind of think they're going to let him get that rub of being the last man standing. Uh, he'll even be standing after the commentary tables are no longer standing, according to Aaron. <laughs> they're going to bury him under the commentary yeah, they might. That's going to be. That's going to be. <laughs> Kevin Owens is. He's going to uh, sit sit on a table. He's going to be buried under, and he ain't going to be able to get up. Well, I mean, that could be the one way to keep him down for ten seconds. But that leads us into the main event of the evening, the Royal Rumble match. First time ever, the champion is defending his title against 29 other opponents. Roman Reigns has won a Royal Rumble before. He's obviously capable of winning this one. He's going in first, which he's never done before. He will literally have to defend it against all 29 guys if he's going to defend it. Does he defend it? Does somebody else win it? If so, who does? Well, it was smart of them. Well, they had to make Roman number one. Because they had to show how he had to file all the odds, and it's literally one versus all of Twain, the mm-hmm. superstars. But in this match, I think Triple H returns and leaves the world champion. I say he comes in mid, early twenties, and his music doesn't even hit. The buzzer just goes off. He attacks Roman Reigns from behind. They fight around the building, and then around twenty-seven, Brock Lesnar comes in. He cleans house. Roman thinks he has gets rid of Triple H out in the crowd, or in the air, or um, around the stage. They go, they go, they're going at it. Rock and Roman going at it in the ring, and then, and then um, 
Brock is possibly on his way. M- let's say Brock and Roman are on the verge of eliminating each other, just to make them both look strong. Yeah. And then tri- from I don't know what Triple H. Remember the camera angle from Survivor Series when Sheamus cashed in? Yes. You didn't even see it. Right. A camera angle like that would be perfect to have Triple, not even show Triple H. So he's just a total surprise. Yeah, he's a total surprise because you think Ro- Roman has gotten rid of him. Triple H does events and put, takes eliminates both Reigns and Lesnar and wins the title. So you're predicting a Triple H championship times. victory on Sunday night. 14 times. And Triple H plates will be in that belt. <laughs> what about you? Royal Rumble match. Does Roman Reigns overcome the odds and defeat all 29 WWE superstars to retain his title? He sadly will not. <laughs> retain now, are you the actually title. sad about this? Not sad. <laughs> not breaking my heart. I, I, hope, I, hope, I hope we get a great Rumble match. I hope no one's booing someone that, you know, decently wins the match. Mm-hmm. I'm going with Aaron. There's a. Everyone's talking about it. Triple H is probably going to be the one. He's probably going to come back. He's probably going to win. It's probably going to set something up for Mania for Roman to get his rematch. Uh, I hope we get some great surprise returns. I think the best thing they can do for this match, obviously no one's going to listen to what I'm saying here or in this podcast less than a week before uh, the Rumble happens, but the best thing they can do is put Brock Lesnar in there at number two. Put... Roman number one, Brock number two. You're going to put Roman against everyone, put Brock against everyone. Let them fight each other the whole time. You get them in there for less than two minutes brawling, then you have someone else come. Put someone big, Big Show, Mark Henry. Let them rip them apart. Mm -hmm. Just let the match just go. It could just evolve. It's going to be something good. So you you like the idea of to steal a word from JR, a slobber knocker, to open the Royal Rumble. Oh, yeah. And remember, the next night, after the Rumble, Royals in Miami. That's true. So after Triple H wins, I expect somebody to be there. <laughs> not somebody who hails from South Beach. Yep. Not a former Miami Hurricane. Get yeah, a CFL guy. <laughs> not the highest grossing box office star of 2015. Dwayne. Dwayne yes. the Rock Johnson. Yes, Dwayne. You Dwayne, do see Dwayne, Dwayne showing Dwayne will up. be there. All right, the Monday after all. Yep. Well, that's a good prediction. Yep. That's bold. It is. I mean, I would love to see it as well. I also am going to say, you know... We talked earlier, we've read the rumors. It seems kind of like a no-brainer. Triple H, Roman Reigns going forward. So I'm also going to go ahead and predict that Triple H walks out the 14-time World Heavyweight Champion on Sunday night after the Royal Rumble match has concluded. Um, So that's the Royal Rumble, you know, preview. Um, Do you think that, like the past two Royal Rumbles... A cascade of booze hovers down upon the arena after the match has ended. You're, you're going to get booze. I mean, if our prediction's right, if it's Triple H that wins, we're going to get booze. He's a heel, but he's a he's a good heel. It, it'll be all heel heat. The, the difference is, last year it was Roman Reigns who wasn't supposed to get that heel heat. He was getting it. Right. You know, it's it's a completely different scenario. Yeah, even with Dwayne out there with him, he was yeah, still getting there. You know, they they booked in the year before that. Um, Batista. Batista. Batista mm-hmm. was there. They they didn't book him as a heel. They booked him. You were supposed to love him. You were supposed to be happy. Well, he was the, back. It was a guy you were supposed to The problem with that was they brought him back a week before the Rumble. He wasn't even back a month before the Rumble. He was back the week before that Monday. Yeah, that's true. And then last year with Reigns, there was no star power in that match. Reigns and Daniel Bryan, and everybody wanted Daniel Bryan. And then you leave him in there with the big show and Kane. 
Yeah, there there was no no winning at that yeah, point. If it was Reigns and Bryan, would he get booed? Yeah, but it wouldn't be to that degree. Because people would have still got believe that Daniel Bryan won. You see Kane and Big Show, the last four, you're not going to think Kane and Big Show's going to win the Royal Rumble. So maybe a better question then. Um, one word answer, yes or no, both of you guys. Is cancel the WWE Network trending on Twitter after the Royal Rumble tomorrow night? No. No. All right, we're in agreement. I think it's going to be a good Rumble match. I think it's going to be a better Royal Rumble than the last two. I think we're all in agreement yeah. on that as well. Um, I guess the last order of business is, I know Aaron wanted to do a quick rundown of a prediction for a WrestleMania card. Yes. Uh, let's hear what you got. All right. Other than the Memorial Battle Royal, for the Divas title. Spoiler alert on the, the Battle Royal, right? We got a spoiler alert that's obviously going to oh, be going to yeah. be on there. Third annual. Oh, yeah. Of course. Greatest match of all time. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> For the Divas title, I have a fatal four-way elimination match. I have Charlotte, Sasha Banks, Becky Lynch, and Paige. For the tag titles, I also have a fatal four-way, but this may be on the pre-show, I think, because they tend to, they've done that for the last three or four years. They've had pre-show tag mm-hmm. matches, there's been three or four teams. I think it's Dudley's, Usos, New Day, and Enzo and Cass, and I think Enzo and Cass finally take the belt from the New Day. They also have Finn Balor against um, Del Rio for the U.S. title. I have Jericho versus Ambrose. Kevin Owens and The Undertaker, Brock and Bray Wyatt, and for the world title, I have Triple H with the McMahons, and Roman Reigns with The Rock for the world title. All right, now, are these more what you hope to see happen, or this is more what you think is going to go down storyline-wise? Storyline-wise, because a lot of it makes sense in in the progression of where they've been headed towards. Mm-hmm. Like, after that, that Bray Wyatt beating, you beat down Brock's not letting that go. Right. And then some... Like sometime between Fastlane and now, I think they'll interact again. Okay, I, I mean I could see that happening. I put together my own card just so we had more than one prediction. Um, I have Brock and Bray Wyatt. I think they've set that up, you know, on Raw this week. Uh, I believe Undertaker and Kevin Owens. I believe the tag team titles will be the New Day, Rusev and Barrett. The Usos and the Dudleys in a Fatal 4-Way tag title match. Divas title, I went with a standard Charlotte versus Sasha Banks. They put on great matches around this time last year in NXT for the women's title. It's the only match you ever seen on the main roster yet. Mm-hmm. I think they'll give them a shot to do it at WrestleMania this year. Uh, they tore down the house in uh, Santa Clara last year, the day before WrestleMania, so I think they'll get a chance this year. U.S. title, I think this Callisto-Del Rio feud continues. Intercontinental Intercontinental Championship match, like I said, I think Ambrose is going to retain. I think it's Ambrose against Sheamus for the Intercontinental Championship. Gives the League of Nations something significant to do, aside from just, you know, defending the U.S. title. And you obviously know those two guys aren't going to win the tag titles that night. Um, And Sheamus loves this Irishman, loves to fight, Michael. Michael! Um, and the World Heavyweight Championship, we're in agreement. Roman Reigns and Triple H, I think it's kind of almost a foregone conclusion at this point. Eric, anything you agree with, disagree with, anything you see happening that maybe we don't right now? Heavyweight title, I think we all, obviously we all agree it's going to be Hunter and Reigns. Uh, tag titles, I mean, we got different matches. Um, in a non-logical, just a hope, 
I hope Dudley Boys are in the match. I hope Dudley Boys win the titles. Uh, I think Mania's uh, the show. You know, they should have put the titles on them a couple months ago, in my opinion. They had a couple of chances. I think sometime between Fastlane and Mania, they need to get back in the title hunt, and they got to win them. You think they're going to get to that many? And really, I think they're already think past turn, that. I think they'll turn heel. They're already past they're that. Get 10. Um, you think so? Yeah. The only thing I see different, and I, I know you guys, I think you guys are both predicting the, the Taker Owens. I don't know. I see Taker going for something different. I think Not I think much. the only thing the only thing that would make sense Taker Taker's got it, in my opinion. It's, he's got a retirement match this year. Mania should be his retirement match. Like, it could to, be. It should. I don't know who he's gonna want to give that honor to, but someone. He, you don't he, think it's Kevin Owens though? I don't. Well, I think it's gonna be a curveball. No, I mean I could see that too. Wait, Kevin Owens is a curveball, but I don't know something different. Just to argue. It. Okay, so I mean, I guess maybe after Sunday's pay per view, there may be some changes to these cards. We may have some different ideas. Hopefully, there's no more injuries that shuffle the deck even more than it's already been. Um, I guess the last order of business, we have a couple of questions from some listeners or viewers or whatever we want to call them. I guess they could be both. Yep. Um, on Facebook, we had Biggie Dan Johnson ask us who our favorite Rumble returns are and lucky returns for this year's Royal Rumble. Well, I mean, my favorite two. Um, first, well, this is not going in any order because the second one I'm going to say probably outweighs the first one. But Edge's return, I think that was a pretty epic return. Huge reaction from the crowd. Set up a huge storyline and had huge ramifications going forward. Edge, I still think, is one of the most underrated guys of all time. So that's right up there for me. And then probably my favorite because... We were in attendance in Philadelphia when Bubba Ray Dudley came out last year. Didn't see it coming. I didn't see it coming at all. I had, you know, consumed a few uh, adult beverages that day and evening, which may have enhanced what I was feeling a little bit. But Bubba Ray Dudley, that's probably my favorite return. As far as a return this year, they're not in any particular city where there's like a, a guy you know from that city is going to come back. So I don't really have a prediction on a return. I think there's going to be some surprise entrances, like maybe a Bullet Club member or two. But I don't think I, I can't think of a good return. I don't know about you. Uh, as far as ret- I can't off the top of my head return, I can't really think. Uh, one thing I think that would be cool. Uh, I know Stardust has already entered the Rumble. I think it'd be cool if he did like a. You know, uh, a two faces of Cody Rhodes. Uh, you know, Stardust, and then he, he gets eliminated. Just I think Cody, he comes in. Cody, I think he comes in. Comes in. Brock grabs him by the head, tosses him right out, and maybe the buzzer goes back off, and he's under the ring ripping his paint off. Comes right back in as Cody Rhodes. You don't want to see the end of Stardust that night. I do. I mean, I, th- I think after all this time, we should see the end. Yes. Like him get thrown out and then come back as Cody. For good. Well, at least for uh, returns, I, obviously I'm going right with you with the um, with Bubba Ray. Uh, Bubba Ray last year, I mean, was, we're standing right next to each mm-hmm. other. That that was crazy. Uh, was Bubba Ray coming back, that was great. Um, a couple years ago when Jericho came out as number two, um, you know, it, there was no hype on him, there was no promo, there was no nothing, and bang, number two. You know, you didn't have to wait for a, the buzzer. It was just, you know, number one came out, number two, bang, there's mm-hmm. Y2J. Uh, again, you know, with my top four being McFoley, uh, I know he's came back a couple of times. I remember, you know, really marking out, busting out when he came out. Uh, again, it was like two, three years ago, I think like 2011. 
Uh, he came out. He was out there for a couple minutes. Uh, got a couple good pops, a couple good moves. You know, stuff like that. Favorite guys, seeing them come out. It's perfect. And what about a surprise return this year? Do you think we get one? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm predicting there, it's good, there's going to be something memorable. Surprise, I can't put my money on anything. Uh, probably someone someone from the Hall of Fame. Someone's maybe uh, been out of it for a little while. I can't think of who. But, but you think we will get at least one? I, I guarantee we get one, and I'm thinking it's going to be someone from the Hall of Fame. All right, I can live with that. What about you, Aaron? Well, some of my favorite, my favorite moments, like you said, Edge, Bubba Ray, we were there last year. Mm-hmm. And um, John Cena. <laughs> in a way, this is before we knew he was a freak of nature. Right. Because he's supposed to be up almost a year. Mm-hmm. He dropped the title in October and then came back four or five months later. And then another one I had was Diesel when he came back a few years Great ago. Great one. Because... He came back. He dyed his hair black mm-hmm. again, and had the whole the whole. He was legit diesel, not Kevin Ash. He came yeah. in as diesel, right? And Cole, you know how he over exaggerates everything, mm-hmm. but at that time it was perfect. So and um, for return, I'm not sure about returns. Like I, maybe Daniel Bryan, maybe Vince come to a sense. That would be about the best return you could get is Daniel Bryan. And then. I don't see many returns, but since it's in Orlando, I'd see I could see a couple NXT guys. Oh yeah, and, um, right in their backyard. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens had an interaction at an NXT event, live event, and then another one is probably Baron Corbin. I could see Baron Corbin too. Big guy, could do some damage in a Rumble. I think that'd be a good guy to get in there. Um, you know, get him a little exposure with some main roster guys. Um, so, I think we have. Pretty much the questions. Oh, no, wait. We have one more, yeah, we have one more question, question, don't we? Yeah, we have another question from Ronald Lloyd. He says, what are your thoughts on how Bray Wyatt should be booked going forward? Do you see a major push in his future? Looking forward to the show, guys. What do you guys think? How Bray should be pushed going forward, I think, is a monster. I think the Wyatts should be pushed as monsters. I think Bray should be always at least in the hunt for the world title. I think, I think that's what he should be. Um, I'm not holding out hope. That's what they're actually going to do. I think it's always stops and starts with him, and I think it's going to continue. Um, but I do think he deserves to be put in that position. And I think the Wyatts should be booked and treated like they are a threat to everyone standing in their way at all times. Makes sense. Uh, <laughs> I would definitely say they got to push him as a heel. Uh, he's got to be a monster. I think they keep the Wyatt family together majority of 2016. It doesn't make sense to break them apart. Uh, if they're going to break them apart, they got to be pushing someone strong. The only other person to push strong is probably going to be Luke. But Bray, I think they got to, um, I would say probably after Mania season, you know, that's the perfect time where if it's going to die down, you got those part-timers like Triple H, like Brock, who are in that title picture right now. They're going to be here in February. They're going to be here in March. But shortly after March, that's time for Bray to step in. Mm-hmm. I see him. He can put on a two- to three-month program with Reigns for the title. Maybe we see a little hot potato. He holds it for three to five weeks. I don't see him having a lengthy run if he touches that belt this year. I don't really see that happening. If so, I don't. You know, maybe he's going to be a transitional champion. they got to pass it on to somebody after. Yeah. But if it's going to be Reigns all year, it's going to be a short run for him. Well, I think you also have to keep the family with him. Mm-hmm. Because that the, the family gives him his heat. But the problem WWE always has with Bray Wyatt is they stop and go, stop and go, stop and go. And that's their inability to create new stars. Bray Wyatt is always, they never seem to know what to do with him. He's always, 
but the mid card, they don't have much of a mid card that has relevancy. So, for example, he beat Dean Ambrose. After that, he didn't do anything. He fought, he so then they said, hey, Undertaker's here. We have to put him in a match. Will said Undertaker didn't see him for another month after payback. He he faced right back at payback. After that, you didn't see him on TV until Money in the Bank. So it's a constant stop and go because the victories he gets, they're not they're not people that are legitimate threats. The problem they have is they don't they need to book him in a position to beat the mid, the, the top mid card guys, and that's when he can be taken seriously. Right. I do think that he can be a world champion, but until they book him as a force in beating these former world champions and not like former world champions that they consider jobbers, like the Miz or Jack Swagger, I mean like world champions as John Cena, Randy Orton, and um, what's well, been a former world champion that's currently on the roster? They he he needs to get those victories to be seem legitimate. He can't just be a guy who every big match he's in he loses it. Yeah. Yeah, that, that doesn't help anybody. Yeah. So do you see them giving him that push, or you think it's going to be more of the same? They did a good job Monday, but I think it's going to be the same result. Okay. Because I think he's facing Lesnar at Mania, and it's going to be the same thing. He's going to take the loss in that match again at WrestleMania, and then he's going to, then after that, it's, it has to be seen. All right, so Ronald, I guess we're all in agreement. We think there should be big things in store for Bray Wyatt. None of us trust that that's actually going to happen. Um, I think that's it for us tonight. We hope everyone out there enjoys the Royal Rumble on Sunday. We look forward to coming back to you next week with a little bit of a recap of the Rumble and some more things. Anybody who tuned in and stuck with us, we want to thank you. We appreciate it. Uh, we're just three guys who love to talk about wrestling. Fan junkies. Yeah, we've been we've been to a lot of live events this past year. We've acquired a lot of belts and briefcases in the last year, as you can see. Uh, the fun that we've had together with this business and you know the WWE in general, uh, we want to share that with you. So, if anybody has any questions, comments, maybe something you'd like us to talk about on the show, something maybe you'd like to see us do a little different, feel free to leave us a note on Facebook or on our YouTube channel. Uh, we look forward to bringing this to you every week for a pretty long time. So thank you again. That is the end of the first ever episode of the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast.